0: Hello, hello, hello. How are you? And thank you for visiting with us one more time. Welcome to Lilies in the Valley podcast. I am Sister Miko C. Deal, your host, and I am so glad to share this recording with you as we are recording on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day to each and every one of you. Well, let's get right into it. Lilies in the Valley podcast is where the word is learned, your spirit is fed, and your direction is led. Amen, amen, and amen. I also want to dedicate this episode to my big brother, Brian Deacon, soon to be Deacon. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Brian McGraw, and also to uh, Tasha Bronner tasha browner and also to pop mcgraw and tina mcgraw it is really really awesome it is really really um amazing to have uh shared uh some of the conversations that i've had on last week and we're starting a new week today but not just starting a new week we are taking time to remember that god gave his life for us. Jesus paid it all. Amen. And so, without further ado, we'll get right into it. Now on last week we did being a servant. And it's so funny to me because I was like, yeah, we're going to be doing the power of prayer. And God wanted to remind me "Ah, ah, 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 you move when I move just like that. Hey, so uh, we are going to be doing a part two of being a servant on today. It is amazing what God is going to do. If you remember, uh, 1 Peter 4, 1 through 11 is where we started, and it's where we're going to end in being a servant because that is where God has us, amen, and I'm going to get just right into it. Um, If you weren't, you know, if you aren't familiar with being a servant part one, I would suggest going back and listening to that actual episode. Also, congratulations to Lily's In the Valley podcast for this being our 25th episode. Amen. Our 25th. God is so good. Amen. And this is not my podcast, but this podcast belongs to the Lord. So that's why I said it the way that I did. And those that understand, you know, what's understood needs not be talked about. Amen. Needs not be mentioned because we have an understanding in the spirit and you get what I get just like that. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. When you move, I move just like that. That's how the Holy spirit goes. Okay. So let's get into it. I'm not going to read all of 1 Peter 4, 1 through 11. I'm just going to read a little bit. So just follow along. I'm going to start at verse 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he hath suffered in the flesh, hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to lusts of men, but to the will of God for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasci- lasciviousness lasciviousness it always uh tongue trips me up but lasciviousness lust excess of wine revelings banquetings and ab abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, you should give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit, the word of God for the people of God. Amen. And that was first Peter four Verses one through um, six, amen. So we're just gonna get right into it. I'm just so glad that you guys are here with me today, um, and it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. I clean my glasses, so it's like looking, you know, like if I had 2020 vision, you know, with my natural eyes. Ah, shakabardosol. But um, I'm so glad that I don't have to clean. Well, I do have to clean my glasses and, and the spiritual. Through my spiritual eyes and that's what the word is for the the word of God cleans those spiritual glasses amen so that I can see with 2020 hey sure ah come on so let's get into it it's so funny that right after I uh, record and publish uh release the episode on last week um this being our 25th episode you might hear that a little bit more today. I'm just so happy in the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us thus far. I end up watching a movie, and I hope I can remember. I I can. The movie was called Hacksaw Ridge. Now, I've seen it before now, okay? And I understand it, and I get it, and I absolutely enjoyed the movie. Sips tea, literally. One moment. Okay, there we go. When I get that... I know we popping. Okay, so... I watched the movie Hacksaw Ridge, you know, and the movie is a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch it. I suggest you see it. And if you can, I would recommend you just praying uh, prior to you watching the movie because it's just going to take you on the journey that God wants you to be on. Like you're going to get something from this movie and what you're going to get is what God wants you to have. Amen. And so that is what it was after recording later on that afternoon. It was so great. You know, I had a great recording. We did a wonderful episode. God moved. And I watched this movie, Hacksaw Ridge, you know, where a man saw injustice in the world. And um, the act on Pearl Harbor is what I'm referring to because Hacksaw Ridge was quite a few years ago. And he felt it was his duty to volunteer to join the army and become a combat medic. So while in basic training, you know, he excelled. He was even, he even beat this guy, uh, this platoon hardhead who was the best at everything, and you know, was the big bad bully, and you know, his father and his father, and whatever the case may be, and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Um, he even was beating him at certain um training routines they were having. And uh, you know, that just really got up under the guy's skin. <laughs> But when it came to rifle training, he couldn't participate because of the commitment he made to God. Isn't that something? And so um, his superiors were enraged. They were confused. So they were upset. You know, they were trying to uh, push him. You know, you know they berated him in front of his um, peers. In front of his platoon you know trying to provoke him or make him feel less than or you know trying to goat him so that he could go ahead and pick up the rifle you know what i mean like you're not a man and what kind of man and what you are you know you a wussy and you just a punk and da da, and blah 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 and all of these things said in front of him in front of other men going for that male ego you know what i mean to make him feel shame so they even um Gave, you know, orders to um, his peers, you know, that he is going out to war with you, but he don't want to um, protect your life because if he doesn't pick up a rifle and shoot someone, you know, your life will be in danger. He's going to war with you, but he is not. Cho- he's choosing not to pick up a rifle and protect you. You know, he. they were telling this same thing to his peers like how he going to be your brother but if somebody go to shoot you and you don't have a weapon or you're down and and it comes to saving your life he can't save your life cuz he won't pick up a rifle like you should be upset about that you should do something about that you should do whatever you feel you need to do to 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 have freedom in your thoughts about it being shoulder to shoulder with a man who's not really a man because he don't know how to protect you. Like he joined the armed forces just to be doing something, just to feel, um, you know, safe within himself, but he don't, hes not really serious about his commitment. So they labeled him a conscientious objector. Now I've never heard of the term. And those of you who Um, are listening and have served in the military. You may be aware of it, but I was not aware of it. I only became aware of it when I watched Hacksaw Ridge, the movie. And I had not watched. um, I don't think I even really tuned into it prior to, because I've seen Hacksaw Ridge like a few times now. And what I mean, like a few times, like a handful you know, like four or five times I've seen the movie and maybe even three or four. And I'd rather enjoy it every time I watch it, but I don't know that I honed in on the label. You should see me with my quotation fingers. Conscientious objector. Don't worry, I got you. Conscientious objector is a person who, for reasons of conscience, objects to complying with a particular requirement, especially serving in the armed forces. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Right, isn't that like an oxymoron? Like you're going to serve in the armed forces that is known for war and being a soldier, but yet is still, you know what I mean? You're not gonna pick up a, a, a weapon, <laughs> right? So they label you a conscientious objector. But let's go there for a minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, what they're missing in whole of the situations is he had made a commitment God, not his conscience. He made a commitment in the spirit. See, so this is what you need to understand when you are being a servant of the Lord. You are going to come against, objection. You're going to come against scrutiny. You are going to come against peer pressure. You are going to come against your own thoughts. You are going to come against thoughts of other people and what they think about you and how you move and how you used to move and how you now move. You understand? And what you used to do and how you now uh, 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 act and, and how you now carry yourself. And they're going to say, oh, they just going through something or they're going to say, oh, you know what? That's just her, you know, her conscience. It's not your conscience. They don't understand that there is a renewing taking place in the spirit. You see, the world mislabeled him because they didn't understand. But it was his actions that changed the thoughts and the minds of those around him. Let's get into it. And so because he would not conform, he was labeled, like I said, a conscientious objector, but also by by army standards, that's the term for it, a conscientious objector. But what the superiors felt and what his peers felt was he was just a flat-out coward. He was a flat-out coward. Now, you may be thinking what I was thinking when I first watched the movie. You understand what I'm trying to say? How could they think he was a coward? Because how do you enroll in the armed services and sign up to go to war, but you're not gonna have a weapon to protect yourself? Come on somebody. How do you become a coward when you have volunteered to put yourself in harm's way? And the only thing that is protecting you is the commitment you made to Christ and the blood of the lamb. On Resurrection Sunday, I'm talking to you about being a servant, being a servant fully, being a servant 100 percent, serving God in places where you are not protected by anything but the blood of the lamb. You can't protect yourself. It can't be your word. It can't be I'm getting back at you. It can't be I'm not going I'm not joining because certain people are going to be there that I don't rock with. No, it can't be that you have to show up and show out just like God shows up and shows out for you. That is being a servant. His commanding officers shared his views negatively with his platoon, like I told you earlier, so that the platoon would punish him as well. They wanted them to jump on him, do things to him, to force him to leave the armed services because he would not leave voluntarily. They were turning them against him, causing him to be jumped in his sleep in the barracks. I think about five or six of them maybe jumped on him and beat him good and i'm talking about stomped kicked punched so much so he was spitting up blood vomiting blood his eye was sh- shut, purple, blue. He had uh, bruises all over him and he could have had some uh, bruised ribs, you understand, but he refused to go to the infirmary. When they, the superior officer came in after they jumped on him, they said, you know, we, this is enough of this. You know, you don't have to go through all of this. Let's just go get yourself dressed and we'll walk you out. And he stood there with his back to his, his officer and, and, and just visited with God a quick moment. Any of you have ever had breath prayers? I call them breath prayers because they're prayers that I say under my breath in the moment. In the moment when I'm frustrated or angry or I'm about to sniz at. But maybe that's just me. They're breath prayers that I say right then and there. Under my breath like, Father God, get me through this. Let it not be me, but be you. Let it not serve me, but serve you. Lord God, forgive me. I don't want to act out of your will, God. I need you right now. You understand? And when he was doing those breath prayers, he turned around and he said, no, I'm, I have a, a, you know, an assignment to do. That's what he said. And I can't remember the exact terminology he used, but he's like, yeah, I have duty at so and so time. So I can't leave because I'm, I've been put on this watch duty and that watch duty and I got to get those things done. And he said, OK, fine. The superior officer said, fine, then. Do you um, want to go ahead and identify the people that attacked you? And he was like attacked me. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I don't know. I never told you I was attacked. And everybody in the barracks is looking at him and their face changes. And so not only did he become a true servant of God, but he took the beatings, the beatings we don't want to take, the valley we complain about, the job that we prayed for and we got. You understand? It is not not a surprise to me that after I this episode releases of being a servant. I'm actually put to the task of being a servant that very next week. <laughs> Amen. And so I go to Iron Sharpens Iron, get some wisdom. And I talk to two people and I get two different uh, uh, um, revelations. You understand? They reveal to me two different things. They speak two different things. And when I meditate on God's word, I go with one of them because I know that it's true because I read it in first Peter four, one through 11. You understand? And, and, and as, uh, 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 you know, the superior officer is speaking to him, he realizes that that's not going to work. So then they told him he couldn't get leave on the weekend. He was supposed to marry his wife. So now they can't get him to voluntarily leave. He didn't got jumped on, and he won't leave. He won't accuse the people or or point out the people that jumped on him. And now he refuses to leave voluntarily. So now they hold his weekend uh, um leave, and so he can't marry his wife that he's already put in the time. They already know what it's for, so they're gonna try to strangle the life out of him hmm. So, in front of all his peers, as everybody's getting their pass, their weekend leave pass, they come in. Another a superior officer comes in that's over his other officer. So the higher up has come in and said, hey, you know what? You, you can go on leave if you just put this rifle in your hand. If you hold this rifle, we'll let you go so you can go ahead and marry your wife or marry, you know, your fiance. And he refused. So they threw him in the stockade for failing to obey an order. And they eventually tried him uh, or or tried to court-martial him rather in order to throw him out of the army. (laughs) And that's something. Now his father, whom he had um, earlier in the movie, he intervenes when his father, who was also a soldier uh, was fighting with his mother. And while they were fighting, um, his dad had a gun in his hand. You understand what I mean? Wow. And he comes in as a young person to break it up, you know, I think he was a teenager because he wasn't a small guy. He was kind of tall over his dad. And um, he comes in and he winds up wrestling with his dad and he winds up getting this, um, uh, getting the gun out of his father's hand and then turning it on his father, but he doesn't pull the trigger which is why he later refused to ever hold a weapon again. Get it? I know that there are some things in your past, in your experiences that allow things to come up again and make you feel like God hasn't delivered you from them, but he has. Sis, it's just a test, bruh, it's just a test. And you've got to pass that test because all roads lead to glory. There is nothing that you are doing that is not for the benefit of Christ Jesus, you are a servant. So you serve the word, you serve God, you serve, and the Holy Spirit gives you the strength to be able to serve him. If you will put your things aside, that's what I had to do. I had to put those things aside and realize I'm not walking in the flesh. I can't walk in the way I want to walk. I've got to walk the way the Lord called me. And as angry as that made me, you understand what I'm trying to say? It was true. And I had to recognize it. And it was so so funny because when I talked to my brother, my brother said, you need to go and listen to Speak to My Heart by Donnie McClurkin, Right? And I was like, he said, I, you know, they're, they're, I want to tell you the lyrics. He said, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you the lyrics. I want you to go and listen to the song. And the song says, speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I'll know what to do. I won't go alone. I'll never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. Speak to my heart, Lord. Just think about it. Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I'll know what to do. I won't go alone. I'll never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. And I thought about that. I thought about that and the challenges that had come up Last week, I thought about that and the challenges that that I saw coming up uh, uh, for the future. And despite all the adversities he faced in this movie, he refused to conform. He refused to settle there, uh, 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 and, and he just refused to just give up. And there were tough days, hurtful days. You understand what I'm trying to say? His father is the one who spoke for him. He came to the trial and spoke for him. He still had connections and and, and he went and he, he went and he showed up for his son, but that was God because they didn't even get along. They weren't even speaking. They had nothing to do with each other. And that is when God showed up and showed out. You understand? I know you're going to have some tough days, some hurtful days, some unsure days, but that young man prayed. He asked God, what do you want from me? At times it feels too hard for all of us to do the things that we have to do but no matter what he kept going no matter what we should keep going there is no one in this world no one who hasn't had those days that this young man had they may not have had them in the same situation but you've had those days if you woke up if you wake up every morning And decide to get out of bed and move forward to a job, a project, a small business, a classroom to raise your children, cook for your spouse, answer the phone for a friend or a loved one. Then you've decided to go forward no matter what. All God is asking for is for you to do the same in the kingdom. You see, in the kingdom, you don't have to do it alone. In the kingdom, God pushes you forward with the resource of God's word and the aid of the Holy Spirit and the communication of prayer. In the world, it's just you trying to cope with all the life stressors while you look for and implement a temporary solution. But in the kingdom, you are not alone. You understand what I'm saying? Because God is going to speak to your heart. And you're going to ask God, Lord, give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I'll know what to do because I won't go alone. I'll never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. You understand? And after the end of the movie, a man came to him and apologized and said his superior. Because what happened is he ended up saving countless lives with no weapon. He was lowering them down a ridge. You understand? He was being shot at. He was wounded. He was bruised. He was saving lives by himself. Do you understand? By himself in the physical, but in the spirit, God was right there with him, protecting him, keeping him. He saved so many lives. You understand he was the only conscientious objector to ever get a medal of honor. Private Desmond Doss, that is his name. And the gentleman who was a superior officer apologized for not respecting his faith. He said, I thought I had faith, but your faith taught me I didn't have faith at all. I didn't have the true meaning of faith that I was saying I was, I was saved. I was saying I was a Christian, but I wasn't living it. And you showed me what living it looks like. He said, because all I saw was a skinny kid. He said, I didn't know who you were. Woo! He didn't know who he was. How many of you are working, worshiping, married, living, raising children, existing, and you are existing in circles where they don't know who you were who you are, but better yet, you don't even know who you are. A servant does these things. First Peter four, one through 12. That is what a servant does. He gives a hundred percent to God when he doesn't want to, when he doesn't feel like it, when he's sick, when he's mad, when he's angry, he or she, brother, sister gives a hundred percent to God. When you don't want to go to a function because there is someone there who hurts you deeply and didn't just hurt you they hurt your children but you're gonna show up anyway not with malice in your heart but knowing that God created you to be better, to be an example, and maybe not an example for that person, but an example for somebody who's watching. You know, they got people who tempt you. They got people who put you in situations on purpose because they want to see you fail. But with God, you will be all that he called you to be. You got to remember, like Private Dolph, we are we are privates in the army of the Lord. Amen, amen, and I just wanna thank you today for stopping by for part two of being a servant, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, in our series, Game Over. It is the game over for the enemy to continue to trap you and slip you and trip you up in the same old, same old. Let's get through this together. We can do it in Christ Jesus. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that you are doing all things. You who called us, you who created us, you who gave your life on Calvary and rose on the third day beaten by the blood. We were saved in salvation, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, I'm asking not only for myself, but all who will listen, all who will share in the mighty name of Jesus, that you speak to our Lord, hallelujah, that you speak to our heart, Lord. Give us your holy word. If we can't hear from you, then we will know what to do because we can't go alone. We'll never go on our own. Let your spirit guide us and let your word abide in us, Lord God, in our actions, in our thoughts, in our speech, in our prayer life, in our walk. Let it be evident that our light is shining inward outward in the mighty name of Jesus we bind Satan to continuously trip us up on the same old same old Lord God you said don't call those things as though they were call those things as though they are Lord God we are privates we are soldiers in the army of the Lord and you've equipped us hallelujah with the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness the the, the shield of faith of huh? the gospel shoes the sword of truth Lord God to be able to fight the enemy right now I activated not just in myself but in the spirit of those those that will listen today those that will listen whenever they listen that they be activated to fight to fight against the enemy to fight against the snares to fight against the obstacles to fight against the frustration the anger the anxiety the depression the sickness father God because you have delivered us you have healed us by the blood we are healed and the blood still works in the mighty name of Jesus I just want to tell you thank you Lord God thank you Lord God thank you Yeshua HaMashiach thank you Elohim Adonai thank you Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah shalom jehovah Rapha. thank you lord god abba father we thank you in jesus mighty name we pray amen and thank god well i thank you so much for stopping by once again and you can follow us on ig at lilies in the valley podcast and lilies is spelled l-i-l-y-s lilies in the valley podcast you can email us for prayer, uh-huh, yes you can, at spirituallyundefeated at gmail.com. New episodes are released Mondays, and you can find us on anywhere the you listen to your podcast, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Prime. We're available on all platforms now. And I want to also give a big shout out to those that are leaving comments and allowing us to see what these podcasts are doing for you in your life, these episodes that God releases, amen? And I'm just so glad that those of you who listen on your car, because I, I I hear a lot of people saying they listen in their cars, on their way to work, on their way shopping, when they're just going about their day. So we just wanna give a quick shout out to you. We thank God for you, amen? And also just make sure, please leave a comment on this podcast and what you got from this podcast. Encourage others, please like and subscribe, and share, 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 share. Put, copy the link, put it in your text message, and share it with someone. OK, like it, you understand, like it so that we know that it's it's doing what it needs to do for you. Share it, you know, subscribe. And when you subscribe, when you're subscribing, what happens is when a new podcast is released, you'll be alerted and get to you know listen to it. Um, amen. And so we just thank you. We thank you for all of your support and your encouragement. We thank you for your prayers and we want you to enjoy, enjoy, enjoy Resurrection Day being a servant you know, catch up with us on next Monday when we get into the power of prayer. Amen. The power of prayer. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. Love you all. Have a great, great week and day. Hey, hallelujah.